Well, my friends, this morning we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. This is one of the central feasts of the church, the great solemnity of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was sent in a visible way upon the face of the church. Pentecost is uh, considered by some the, the birthday of the church. This is it. The Holy Spirit now is, is on the field and working for the sanctification of the entire world through us, through the church. And so this, this is a big day. This is a, a great solemnity in the church. Pentecost, the event that we read about in the first reading, is a, an awe-inspiring day. Pentecost is uh, it's big and it's loud, right? When we talk about the visible sending of the sun, right, Jesus, that happens at Christmas and that, that's quiet. That's undercover, right, behind enemy lines. But now the Holy Spirit, with the visible sending of the Holy Spirit, is loud, right? I know people think I'm, I'm into the Holy Spirit because I'm very loud, right? We're loud. It's, it's, you're going to be awake. The Holy Spirit is coming. The Holy Spirit comes with a loud, driving wind. So much so that all the people in the city, they went outside to see what's going on. Now, even here in our neighborhood, we're, we're pretty quiet around here. But like when you're in, in the middle of a big downtown city, for a noise big enough to get you to go outside and see what's going on, it's got to be big, right? It's got to be loud and powerful. It draws a crowd. Pentecost is a spiritually powerful time. It's a spiritually powerful day. Pentecost, the, said, the visible sending of the Holy Spirit. And why is the Holy Spirit sent? To sanctify us. The Holy Spirit is the sanctifier. The Holy Spirit is sent to make us holy, and that holiness impels us to mission. So first, sanctity, right? That's the job of the Holy Spirit, to make us holy. The Holy Spirit makes us into men and women that are holy. We are sanctified. The Spirit of God dwells in our souls. The Spirit of God makes us to be children of God. And so when we're baptized, we receive the Holy Spirit. We'll have a baptism later today, right? You receive the Holy Spirit and you become objectively holy when we receive the Holy Spirit. Right? We become objectively adopted into the life of the Trinity. We become divinized. Right? We are made like God. How bold is that to say? That we are made like God. We are made holy. This Holy Spirit sanctifies me by his refreshing power in my soul. By his sanctifying power. And what does holiness look like? Holiness is that each one of us begins to look more and more like Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing in sanctifying us. The Holy Spirit makes us look more and more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit is a sculptor in our soul, taking the stuff that's there, right, and making it into the image of Christ. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, to make us more and more like Christ. And so... We should make friends with the whole, we should be friends with this sculptor, right? We should be friends with the sanctifier. The Holy Spirit is the one whose job it is to make me holy. 
If we're in a state of grace, God's spirit is dwelling in us. And so let's make friends, right? The Holy Spirit is also called the advocate, right? Our lawyer. The Holy Spirit knows how to speak on our behalf. St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, we don't know how to pray. And how much is that maybe the case? Like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know. I get bored. I get distracted. I don't know what to say. Great. If I ever end up in a courtroom, I don't know what to say. But thank goodness you have a good lawyer, right? Who knows what to say, who knows what to do, who knows the proceedings. Well, the Holy Spirit is our spiritual lawyer. And so the Holy Spirit speaks on our behalf. The Spirit prays in us. The Spirit teaches us how to pray. We should make friends with the Holy Spirit. I, I have a great you know, joy that the priest I meet with for spiritual direction, Father John, uh, he and I have become good friends, right? And so it's good that like, he, he helps me grow in holiness, but we're also friends. So it's not just like meeting with a stranger. I'm not friends, no offense if my doctor listens to the podcast, but I'm not friends with my doctor, right? I, I, I haven't seen him in a little while. I don't think friendship can be maintained if you only see each other every couple of years. Uh, and as a result, like, I don't talk to my doctor about things on the off chance. I'm not really friends with my doctor. I'm friends with my spiritual director, right? And so I can, I can ask him about things. I can, I can text him and say, can you pray for me, you know, this or that or whatever. And it's good to be friends. Well, the Holy Spirit is our, each of our spiritual director, our primary spiritual director. We should be friends with the Holy Spirit. We should get to know the Holy Spirit. We should know how to listen to the Holy Spirit with docility. The Spirit prays in us. And the Spirit teaches us how to pray specifically like Jesus. As St. Paul wrote in his letter to the Romans, you didn't receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but a spirit of adoption through whom we cry, Abba, Abba, Father, Abba. Dad, right? The way that Jesus prayed to the Father, the Spirit teaches us how to pray. And that's holiness, to be Jesus. The Holy Spirit makes us, forms us into other Christ. And then this holiness empowers us for mission. That holiness never is just about me. I'm so good. Look how, look how holy I am. Good for me, right? Like, no. Holiness sends us on mission. That when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we're filled with holiness, that holiness overflows in spreading the love of God to, all, to others. And so, when we're sent on mission, we're sent out to preach. We have to share the gospel. And it's not an excuse to say, well, I, that's your job, Father. You're the professional. You do it. That's not my job. It is your job. It's my job and your job. Every single one of us who's received the Holy Spirit, and particularly if we've been confirmed, if you've received the sacrament of confirmation, then you are strengthened for mission. That's what confirmation does. Strengthens us for mission to go spread the gospel. Every single person that's received confirmation should be actively working to spread the gospel. We prayed in the, in the opening prayer for the Mass. We prayed, as I pull it up here, right? 
and with the divine grace that was at work when the gospel was first proclaimed, fill now once more the hearts of believers. That divine grace that was first, the way the apostles went out and started preaching, that's what we're supposed to do, to go out and start spreading the gospel. And in a particular way with Pentecost, we have the gift of tongues, right? We hear that they, they speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them power to. That we are meant to translate the gospel to the language of the people that we're around. We're able to preach to them in a language that they understand. It's not just, let me speak to you in official church language. Let me read the catechism to you. That's a good thing. Do that, right? May Know the gospels. But when we talk to people, when we share the gospel with them, each one of us, right where we are in the midst of the world, we're meant to translate that gospel in a way that the people around us can understand so they can hear it in the language they speak, to hear it in the language of firefighters, to hear it in the language of office workers, to hear it in the language of mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, to hear it in the language of maybe, I don't know, Celtics fans nowadays, right? To, to hear it in the language of all these things, that's the gift of tongues. To know I can speak in a way that you can understand. I can share this with you in a way that it, it speaks to your heart. The Holy Spirit strengthens us to be able to preach in that way. And, and this is the last point, with the preaching of the gospel and with our being filled with holiness God sends out his spirit, and so Jesus sends his apostles specifically for the mission of the forgiveness of sins. That our personal holiness, which then overflows to preaching, is meant to bring people to the forgiveness of their sins. So that our religion isn't just a nice feel-good thing. Oh, I heard a nice homily today. No, I had my sins forgiven, right? It's good. Get people to baptism and forgive their sins. Get people back to confession and forgive their sins. God wants to forgive. He wants to forgive us. He wants us to receive his forgiveness. And in fact, the words for the, the formula of absolution were just changed, just changed ever so slightly enough to make it annoying for the priests that, that already have it memorized, right? But we just changed the words. God the Father, mercy through the death and resurrection of his son has reconciled the world to himself. And here's a new word poured out the Holy Spirit, poured out the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins. Think about something that's poured out. It says in scripture, God does not ration his spirit, right? It's not a little dribble. God pours out the Holy Spirit generously for the forgiveness of our sins. God wants to forgive our sins with his total generosity. And so as we go and share the gospel, we want people, and we, if we need to, we receive it ourselves, too, anytime we need, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins. My friends, this is Pentecost. This is who we're meant to be, a people filled with the Holy Spirit. And so let's ask our Lord for this grace, right? Let's make friends with the Holy Spirit. Let's ask the come Holy Spirit, right? Come sweet anointing from above. Fill us with the life, fill us with the fire of divine grace so that we may be holy in Christ and radical, zealous missionaries of the mercy and the love of God.